Here, take my fat radio. It's looking at me. He's an ugly little spud, isn't he? I think he can hear you right now. I made a money! That little boy did it! Welcome to the Caveman! And I'll form the head! You are listening to The Cave, a weekly podcast looking at the best and worst in pop culture from yesteryear to tomorrow. Hello to you wherever and whenever you are in the world. My name is Shane Adamzak, and with me as always is the Russell to my Carl, the Sully to my Mike Wazowski, and the Buzz Lightyear to my Woody the Cowboy, Mr. Paul Grabovac. You know what's weird? What's weird? Um, Mater from Cars. Yes. He's like a, he's, he's a tow truck, he collects cars, and he lives in the junkyard. Yeah. So Mater just lives around... Body parts. If you go to the law of that universe, I, I will never understand the world of cars. It doesn't make sense. The equivalent is you coming to my house, yeah, and I live in a house full of just like human body parts, and I'm basically like a, a rusty old leper. Yeah, yeah. Or your your former race car. Yeah, it's creepy. Just food for thought. Yeah. Anyway, Cars Three coming out. <laughs> yeah, it looks really good, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I'll never get behind the world, the world of cars. Yeah. Uh, but completely separate from that, well, yeah. maybe not. Uh, we will be talking Pixar today because this week we're going to talk all about tearjerker films, the mm-hmm. films that hit you right in the feelings, mm-hmm. fill the room with dust and onions, and make your eyes water and punch you right in the heart. Tears of joy, tears mm-hmm. of sadness, whatever it is, the films that make you. Cry. I don't cry. I just have sweaty eyeballs. Ah, yeah. Because you're always working out, always mm. looking at stuff. Yeah. I Extreme blink. looking. Yeah. I blink with weights on my eyelashes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So we um, put the shout out uh, to the internet uh, to you guys what films make you cry. And there were so many films that came up time and time and time again. So we've made a bit of a list. Uh, we're going to talk about those, talk about some of the themes that seem to pop up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to talk about our personal tearjerker films, the ones that hit us personally right in the feels. Yep. Yep. Do you cry a lot during films, Paul? I didn't used to, and I've noticed over the last couple of years I've just become more of an emotional being. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. Um, actually, I do know why. It all really started from my last breakup. Let's get into that, because I feel like oh, I'm kind right of now? in the same boat. You want to you cry right now? Let's not, let's not get too crazy, but I mean, yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Like, I've been the last couple of weeks... Like, kind of just alone in my apartment, mm. finding, like, my emotions are more heightened than they usually are. Yeah. Uh, crying at a lot of, like, okay, look, let's, let's get, <laughs> right, let's talk. do, let's do some confessions up top. Right, it's R. Kelly's, con- no, it's, <laughs> no, who wrote confessions? Usher. It's Usher's confessions. All right. Moments. I cried during the season finale of New Girl. Mm. And I did, I like that show, but it's I don't, a good show. it's a good show. I don't know if it was cry-worthy. I don't know. Zoe Deschanel is a pretty great girl. Yeah. I don't know. And I was just like, I literally like, turned the episode off and I just went, what happened? What, how, am I okay? And I think I'm okay. But... I think, no, look, let's declaratively say it's okay for everybody to cry. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and actually, I'm kind of grateful for it now that it, like in my instance, like, you know, I've, I've got a new partner and stuff, whatever. But like since, since, that, um, since that moment, yeah, I sort of did notice... Um, that I was much more susceptible to tears and being emotionally impacted things. And like, it got to the point sometimes I watch a good Kleenex ad and I'd be like, that is that mom really loves that baby. And she wiped its bum <laughs> tissue. Yeah. They uh, get you. It's a theme song that gets you. It's mm. like that real, like melodic. It just reminds you of being in a warm, safe place. Yeah. I mean, if we want to be like sort of clinical about it, there's certain things that are, you know, were predisposed to being sad or emotional about. Yeah. And so many films and ads and whatever, you, you know, use, employ those tricks to make us cry. Yeah. But then there's also certain scenarios that we're going to get into in this list where it's like, you can't 
not. Yeah, if you have, like, there's, there's certain things I've said. If you don't cry at this, you have no soul. Yeah. And I know there's one coming up that we're going <laughs> to argue about as well. Yeah, so I, uh, I put the shout out, and I, it, I, the idea for this episode is I watched The Iron Giant for the first time, That's which I know is pretty yeah. sacrilegious, yeah, but fuck. just for whatever reason, I just never seen The Iron Giant. And yeah. so many people have told me, check it out, you being one of them. And yeah. A, it was amazing film. B, it vis- visually, oh, what a beautifully animated also visually. film. visually. Visually as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vin Diesel is in it. Yeah, he's Pretty Scrooge. great. Um, and yeah, like the ending of it, I, I feel like it's been long enough that I can, I can say what happens, right? Basically, he, he becomes Superman and he says, Superman, Superman and then s- sacrifices himself to save everybody, basically. It's a beautiful film. And then, you know, with a little twist happy ending at the end which is like oh right in the heart so i was like let's let's put the word out there and iron giant was one that a lot of people did mention as well yeah okay then let's talk about this one though let's mm-hmm. get right into the list the top films that people said made them cry uh the notebook came up time and time again what a bunch of girls <laughs> i mean i it's i would say it's one of my favorite romantic comedies probably yeah no, no, it, no look, it it's a yeah. good film i've seen it all of once yeah and you know i imagine i'll have to see it again i waited somewhere. for you for seven years i mean it's and then she gets Alzheimer's. It's really <laughs> fucking sad, man. It really... Like, they finally get back together and he stays with her at the end and then they die together. Like, oh, man. Yeah, because it's something we all want in our lives. Not the Alzheimer's bit, though. Yeah, not the Alzheimer's bit. But yeah, I mean, pretty pretty beautiful. I mean, like, Rachel McAdams. Yeah, Gosling's... Like, it's got everything on. It's got beautiful people doing beautiful things. And, you know, it, visually as well, it does look yeah, it very is. nice. Well, it is. But yeah, um, I will admit, when I watched it, it's not that I... I wasn't crying at the time because it's been out for quite a while now. It's like a yeah. 10-year-old movie or something now. Is it? Something. Anyway, oh, probably um, more than 10 years. And back then, you know, I was just still a bit too cool for school. Yeah. So I was like, we were just wearing leather jackets and yeah, revving our motorcycles. Yeah, cigarettes. Yeah. We didn't smoke them because that's naughty. That's bad. But we had them. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so The Notebook was one that came up quite a lot. Look, if you haven't seen it, get, it's it's a quote-unquote girly movie, but don't no. be afraid of no, no watching a girly movie, man. It's really good. Yeah. Have Agreed. some emotions, you hard fucking bastard. <laughs> you fucking trash. Um, another one that came up quite a few times, which I wasn't expecting, was About Time. Yeah, time travel movie. Time travel Spoilers. movie. Spoilers. Yeah, uh, really. <laughs> also, like a really good movie. I, I don't personally remember crying during that one. Yeah. But like, I liked it a lot. When when he keeps screwing up the relationship. Yeah. There are some, like, because they, again, they just hit those moments like, wow, that's some, like, they're real scenarios in terms of the conflicts. Yeah, and that, them. I, that idea of being able to go back and try again try and again. wanting to do that mm-hmm. and it not working out. I just love that conceit where like, because I didn't, the advertising didn't let you know it had anything to do with time yeah. travel. Like the about time, you're like, oh, it's about time they got married. That's what everyone thought going in. Right? Yeah, yeah. And obviously, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it, but he can travel through time. Yeah, he can travel through time. And try and fix his mistakes and, and be with the person that he loves and it doesn't always work. Yeah. Also, that's also Rachel McAdams in that one, isn't it? Yeah, and Tom Gleason in Star Wars. Tom, what? Yep. Tom Gleason, Isn't it? Isn't that his name? Tom Gleason is the Australian comedian. <laughs> no, there's an uh, no, there's a. <laughs> shut up! I'm gonna look at it right now. Boy, you got your there's a British crossed. one called Tom Gleason. Is it? Maybe. I don't I got this all wrong? Tom Gleason is definitely an Australian comedian. Yeah, well, that's fine. Look, I bet there's more than two Tom Gleasons in the world as well. Oh yeah, prove it. I'm trying. Look it up, Paul. I am. You go talk about the next thing. Uh, the next one uh, that came up, and this is like a. I mean, I'd be surprised if this one didn't come up. Was Ghost. Oh yeah. I mean Swayze. Oh man. Every every one of our mums have loved. My sister actually got me and into that wept. One. 
Yeah? Yeah, they both loved it. And I was like, what? Oh, oh yeah, I do like Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg is pretty great. I mean, Sorry? Domhnall Gleeson. Oh, there you go. You were, you were halfway def- there. You were in the ballpark for sure. Domhnall, uh, Tom, same. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Ghost was a big one. There's that classic pottery scene. Yeah. Uh, he goes into Whoopi Goldberg's body. Right? Which we'd all love ha- to do. I must admit, I haven't seen that movie for a long time. <laughs> but that's, that's what happens at some point. And he talks through Whoopi Goldberg. Through, yeah, yeah. There's like a, a, a seance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't, we've all... Have we seen... Have we all seen Ghost People? I, look, I think if you haven't now, it's either like... I, I don't know if it's in like the millennial retro subculture. Weird. But, but is it part of that whole like Swayze like 80s throwback kind of culture maybe? It's not as fun as like Dirty Dancing or something. Sure. Though, so... Maybe not. It's hard to know. See Ghost and then watch Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> and let that all sink in both, for a second. Both great films, but for very different reasons. But they are in the same universe, so... Yeah, sure. Yep. Uh, Life is Beautiful. Mm. I mean, come on. Make me cry. <laughs> that, that movie I hadn't seen. And a friend of mine actually just... He literally... He bought me a copy and yeah. he just said, Here, I bought this for you. Aww. Watch this. Uh, How nice is that? Yeah, so shout out to Tim Watts. Oh, great. I believe it was. Uh, thanks, Tim, for that. Yeah. Uh, for just breaking my heart, watching a movie about mm-hmm. a man just, who just cared about his son, wanting to keep him safe during the mother effing Holocaust, dogs. Oh, man. But it is that thing that, again, like so many of these movies, like obviously touch on relationships, but yeah. like, it's, it's, it's love. It's always familial love or that love yeah. that's so close, like the purest love and the breaking of that that just always kills us it that's, always kills us it's the thing that you see it you, you put yourself in that same scenario or you put your parents in that scenario or, or you know you and your partner in that mm. scenario and, and it just hits you so hard because like if that happened to me oh my god I don't know how I could cope mm. and like the way that these people especially in life is beautiful like well, just the way, keep the, dancing yeah with his son doesn't let the son know that shit's bad it's yeah just, oh, oh. And like, I think um, we're getting to the age now where like, I've got quite a lot of kids mm-hmm. in my life. Like, yep. you know, we've both yep. got, we've nieces got nieces and nephews, nephews and stuff. Yep. And anything with kids now, like kids in danger or like kids <laughs> being saved or getting hurt. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh no, because you, you project that onto it, man. Man, I saw an episode of House where, um, I can't remember the actor's name, but one of House's little nerds. Um, extracts um, bone marrow from a kid who's like, let's do this illegally because I want my brother to live. Yeah. And he has to put this big fucking needle the size of my face into this kid's arm with no anesthetic and he's just screaming and crying. I'm like, can the camera stop, please? I was so upset. Medical dramas gave me... I remember watching an episode of uh, ER. I used to watch ER with my mum like back when I lived Mm. at home years and years and years ago. Uh, He still lives at home. I don't. (laughs) Well, I live at my home. Uh, yeah, and the, I, I remember like a similar thing. It was like a kid who was going through chemo or something mm-hmm. who decided he wanted to stop treatment, and it, and then they played fucking Green Day's "Good Riddance Time of Your Life" at the end oh. of the episode. I was like, oh my god, I'm not watching this show anymore. <laughs> Just sitting there weeping in front of my mother. That's not cool. Uh, let's move on. Green Mile that came up quite a few times. Quite a few people said the uh, the yep. Green Mile, including my mother. No, look, she's bang on. Great, yeah. great, great book, great book, great book and movie. <laughs> Yeah. Also uh, known as a mook. Yeah. Um, That's a, the, the middle ground. Is the a middle mook. ground. Yeah. It's where you watch the first half as the movie and read the last half as a book. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing this in the cinema and like with my friends. I don't even know. If, was it with you? I can't even remember. Mm, possibly. Anyway, like it, I could feel the tears coming at the end there. was like, oh, okay, boss. And he's like, don't help him. Get him out of here. He's like, no, no, I'll, I'll go. And you're like, no, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. That's a real... 
Real, real, real punch in the heart. Like just yeah. to see the way that he's mistreated, and then he just—he's just such a good man. He just does it. He just takes it all the way to the end. And then every, 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 every like—it's a racial question. So every like white character's moral quandary with having to fulfill this death sentence. Yeah. Against the backdrop of the climate that they're in, you're just like, no, come on. With it's that thing. Like they sort of pose the question, like, what do you do with when you're faced with a miracle? Yeah. What do you do when you have a urinary tract infection and a man takes it away and turns it into bees? Hey, that's becoming more real for you and me day yeah. by day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too real, Paul. Too, yeah, too many bees. Too too many bees. Um, it's a wonderful life. No, it's not. Have you seen that movie? Um, no, it's not. I hadn't seen that movie till Christmas two years ago. I watched that for the first time. What a terrible time to watch it. Um, well, I mean, it's a, essentially a, a Christmas movie. Yeah, but do you feel like Christmas cheer afterwards? <laughs> no. I mean, it's very, very good. And I'm glad that I finally got around to seeing it. I saw a lot of classic uh, Christmas movies one year oh, yeah. uh, that I just hadn't seen, including Die Hard. Great. Yeah. One of the best. Um, but yeah, it's a wonderful life. A lot of people said that. A lot of uh, probably people like, in, I would say, a generation above us mm. uh, cited this one. Uh, it is. It's an old, lovely black and white film. Yep. Angels come, show them the way. Yeah, what, what would life be if, if this guy didn't exist? Kind of uh, like that uh, Bill Murray movie, Scrooged. Yeah, I, I forget which one was first. Um, I think it was Scrooged. Yeah, probably. Um, uh, either yeah. way, yeah, you should check out It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. It's really one of those really nice uh, what-if moments. And again, again, I think this is a theme that mm. seems to be popping up. Mm-hmm. It's about someone sacrificing their own happiness for the love and the joy of other people's lives. The greater good. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, man. Yeah, you know where I'm at on the list I do This one came up actually a lot more than I expected This one probably came up possibly the most of all these films My Girl Macaulay Culkin uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd Mm -hmm. Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis And Anna Chomsky Chomsky, yeah Um, I I mean... (laughs) I looked a lot like Macaulay Culkin when I when this film came out, mm-hmm. and I'm also allergic to bees, uh-huh. so this kind of hit me kind of hard. Uh, <laughs> basically, the plot of the movie is Anna Chomsky's character, I think, what, is Vader is her Vader, name? Yeah. Vader, yeah. Uh, she moves to a new town, is that what happens? Um, she's just a weird kid. She's like a weird, like, tomboy kind of yeah, kid, and she just becomes best friends with Macaulay Culkin's yeah, he's character. Yeah, kid, yeah. Uh, Thomas J. Want to Tom- go climb a tree, Thomas J? Yeah. And Where's like- his glasses? Oh, he can't see, see without his glasses. glasses. Oh, shut up. Oh, Come on, worst. Thomas J. Um, and basically, like, yeah, they become best little buds and like kind of like, little kids in love kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, they're only supposed to be like seven or eight. Yeah, I guess and- so, around there. And then... there. Is, but let's not spoil it too much, but there is a, like a major tragic moment. Yeah. I, I, like, I've, I've watched this movie a lot of times. Yeah. I can only watch it like once every couple of years. And every time I do, tears do flow. Yeah. But one of my, like, quote-unquote happiest memories was watching this with my my last partner. And I was, like, sort of laying on her lap, knowing that this terrible scene was coming. Yeah. And I was, like, just laying there, choosing not to look up. And I was waiting to the end of the scene to look up. And I could just feel her body shaking. Yeah. I was like, oh, gosh, this is bad. Yeah. And, like, you could just hear, like... Like holding this stuff back, and I look up, and she is wet from snot <laughs> yeah. and tears, and just her face is this contorted thing. Hi, Jess, if you listen, <laughs> it was a really happy, sad memory. Yeah, um, yeah, same. Th- uh, well, I watched, <laughs> I watched Goodwill Hunting yeah. uh, recently with my now ex-partner yeah. do you well. have an ex uh, message us hit us up the cave on a school podcast are you sad about being alone let us know <laughs> you're, you're afraid of death by yourself 
Uh, let's talk sad movies and loneliness. Do you find yourself talking to yourself alone in the apartment? Uh, the underscore podcast at everything. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, watching. Find well, us for me. Us. Uh, for me at the moment, anything with Robin Williams, I can't do it at the moment. And Good Will Hunting, like the the scene where it's just like it's not your fault, Will. Oh, does it's it? Not your fault, Will. Does it help you to it's know? Not your fault. Hey, does it's it not it your fault, Adam? It's not your Adam's fault, Will. Adam's mm. Mm. Does it help you to know that uh, they're remaking Aladdin live action? With uh, none other than the director of Snatch and Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels, uh, Guy Ritchie. Okay, moving on from uh, Paul's... What I know, that sounds like a sad movie to me too. Uh, sounds like a lie. Uh, <laughs> that is truth. Yeah, really? Guy Ritchie. Okay, maybe. Who's going to play the genie? I really Can just, they just get keep the same SFX. Just bring Robin Williams' voice in. Use the voice and just update his... Just Visuals. do that. Yep, Why not? That. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got uh, James Earl Jones doing Mufasa again, right? I think so. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. In the, yeah, li- in the yeah, live yeah, action correct. Lion King, right? And he was Vader again in Rogue One. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, any- yeah, anything with Robin Williams. Like, Hook uh, recently was on TV, and that- the scene where all the Lost Boys were gathered around, and they're starting to believe in him again. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, nope, I can't. I can't <laughs> do this right now. And, I mean, like, Dead Poet Society anyway is a tearjerker, and then yeah. watching it now, knowing that the late Robin Williams is, is gone, it breaks my it's fucking brutal. heart. Yeah, it's real brutal. Um, a, a fun movie that came up, mm-hmm. uh, a Christmas slash Valentine's one. Yep. Love Actually, quite a lot of people said yep. that that made That's, them cry. I watch that every Christmas Eve while I'm wrapping my presents. It's sappy, it's cheesy, it's yep. melty. A lot of people don't like it. I fucking love that movie, man. It's fun. Yeah, for every reason that people don't like it, they're the reasons I love it. Yeah. It, like it, like you say, it hits everything you expect it to hit. It does it so well. But then, like, think about Emma Thompson's performance in that movie. Yeah. Is, Fucking outstanding. Yeah. When she's standing by the stereo listening to that CD, knowing about the necklace and all that stuff, yep. it's like, well, that's it. That yeah. is, that's real life. That's and she's, dumb. yeah, and she's just like chosen that this is her lot in life now and this is how she's going to deal with it. Hmm. This movie is, I mean, it's got comedy, it's got romance, it's every got. Every British actor ever. <laughs> every British, yeah, Rowan Atkinson is in there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, the little kid who's yeah. on Game of Thrones now. Yep. And oh, we'll wow. be in love actually too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lovening. <laughs> the, the Lovening. Really? No. Yeah. Love actually too. The loving is it's not. Is it? Is it not called? Is it called that for real? Well, look, everyone's going to start googling it now, aren't they? All right, I'm going to Google it right now. <laughs> it's not. Surely not. Why wouldn't it be? That's what I'd call it. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, this is a great visual medium you're all listening to. <laughs> <laughs> Just me type. No. Mm. What? What'd you find? It just says love actually too. Yep, the loving. All right. All right. But yeah, Love Actually, great movie. Do watch it with someone that you care about. Because I, I remember the first time I saw that movie, I think I saw it with my cousin, weirdly, because everyone's like, oh, it's a good movie. And I talked to my friend on the phone as I was walking in and she was like, oh, you're going to love it. It makes you just want to run out of the cinema and, and tell someone that you love them. So I got out of the cinema and um, I thought it would be fun to give her a call back and just tell her that I loved her. Yeah. Called and I was like, hello. And I was like, I love you. And she's like, oh, Chelsea isn't here. She left her phone at my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, oh boy. Well, let her know. That's great. <laughs> and you and that person are together to this very day. Mm. This one definitely, uh, I would say, probably the biggest tearjerker for a lot of people in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Steel Magnolias. Yeah. It's when they turn the whole world into metal flowers. Uh, n- no. no. No, it's Julia Roberts, Dolly Parton mm-hmm. and some other actresses. I, I, I actually, I, don't, I haven't seen it. I don't think I've seen it either. To be honest, I've, yeah, I'm culturally. Uh, I feel like I, I know what happened. Like I feel like somebody it. dies in it and it's sad from yeah. cancer or something. Maybe sure. Uh, 
we, how can we talk about this? But um, it came up on saying a lot of people look, said still Magnolias. We, we I don't should think I've probably seen tell it. everyone. I don't know if you did already. Like we asked the people what yeah. they said. So this is you know pop culture. Like, we're, we're, We've done pretty well so far. Yeah. We've seen all the other ones. Yeah, uh, is, but no, still Magnolias. I don't so think I've seen. The reasons it's on the list at all is that the people have said it. If you guys want us to do a audio commentary for Still Magnolias, if you'd like that movie to become funny, yeah, you let us know. We'll do a wacky commentary just like we did for uh, Crossroads. I've got Sally Field in it. Sally Field. Sally is, Field. There you go. Yeah, she never ages. I'm. I'm always been attracted to her. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Even in what about in Forrest Gump? Yeah, as Forrest Gump's mum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. It's like um, Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. Yeah, she's my she's my hot grandma for sure. She's still got it, man. I'm not. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm there. One a few people said, and I, I quite like this one was Hunt for the Wilder People, and this was one just <laughs> made, that made people cry with laughter. Oh, that's uh, beautiful. It, it, this was such a funny movie. Yeah, if you haven't so seen good. it, oh my! Like it's right. it's only like what two years old now. Uh, Hunt for not the even. Wild- it was last year. Yeah, go check it out. Hunt for the Wilder People. I think now the highest grossing film New Zealand has ever produced, I believe. That's fine. Uh, Sam Neill and that, I forget his name, but that awesome little New Zealand Kiwi kid. Uh, He was in Paper Planes as well. Uh, Very funny little dude. Uh, Uh, Julian Denson. Yeah, so they go, basically like this, he ends up kind of being adopted by Sam Neill through a series of misadventures. Who's mental. Who's mental and they sort of end up having to try and escape from all these authorities in the bush. Mm -hmm. And it's, so funny. It's yep. great. Written by the same writer-director of the new Thor Ragnarok movie. Yeah, and the guy that did... Uh, Taika Watiti. Yeah, he did the uh, that vampire one. Uh, what We Do in the Dark or something. What We Do in the Shadows. Shadows. Yes. Yep. Uh, yes. Also so, hilarious. Yeah, very, very good. Yep. Uh, so now we kind of delve into sort of from the, the broad s- films of Maker's Cry into sort of like genres that seem to pop up mm-hmm. quite a lot. And one was obviously a lot of people just doing a big fuck you to Disney and Pixar because yeah, there was a lot, a lot of those movies came up. And these were all like people our age and like above that were yep. saying these movies. So movies watched as kids and some of them were like more recent ones that we still, you know, have watched when they came out. Uh, the Disney ones that came out that were the biggest ones were The Lion King, Fox and the Hound, Ugh. and Dumbo. See, I recently watched Dumbo, and it's not that it's not sad. It is sad. Yeah. But, it, you know, that's just... Oh, it's just that one moment where he's like, oh, come on, mum. I don't... Can I spoil Dumbo? I, I feel like... Dumbo has had its time. Yeah. You can spoil Dumbo. It's like 70 years. Okay, if you haven't seen Dumbo, pause the podcast right now, go find a VHS copy of Dumbo, find a VHS <laughs> player. I'm sure it's out no, on No, 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 they never re-released it. And go check it out. If you can find it on um, uh, 64mm film. Yep. The mum has a little violent outburst and is kept from Dumbo. Yes. Um, but she's she's never like killed or thrown away or anything. She's still part of the circus and she can still see her son. Yeah. It's just that one moment where she's holding him through the, um, through the bars, through the bars. Yeah. Never made me cry. Just made me sad. Yeah. But Fox and the Hound, on the other hand, Mm. wasn't, wasn't happy when they announced the sequel. Wasn't happy when I saw the sequel, but the first Fox and the Hound, if you want to see, like, I think, I think that's one of the best Disney movies and it's kind of underrated. Yeah. I, I mean, Disney went through that period there. I mean, like, I'm really glad they're kind of back on top now where mm. they were putting out a lot of direct-to-video sequels. Sequels, yeah. And they were not good. There were like three Cinderella's now. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot a lot of those that came out. Like, Aladdin, I think, had two sequels. Three. Like, uh, Turn of Jafar and Prince of Thieves, Prince of Thieves yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. Is that and what it's called? Prince of Thieves, yeah. And then there's um the TV show, which was pretty good. Yeah, the TV show was pretty good. But Lion King... I don't know a single soul alive who didn't see that scene with 
dad. Yeah. You got to get up. Get up. Got to go home. Oh, stop it. Um, I mean, we didn't like Jonathan Taylor Thomas necessarily. I, I like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Eh. I liked Home Improvement. He was eh. all right. Like, I had nothing against Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah, but what's he doing now? Nothing. He's probably, probably really rich and fine. what? Reruns of Home Improvement? Yeah, probably. Right. Well, I hope he's in a gutter. <laughs> what? What the fuck? What have you got against JTT? What has he done for did me lately? St- did, he, did he steal a girl that you loved? Of course not. What Pro- has he done for me lately? Well, I feel like he did enough. Nothing. He did Home for Christmas? Nope. Uh, what else he got? Um, <laughs> kind of looks like that guy from Hanson? Nope. Not good enough. None of it's good enough. What? He Jonathan was... Taylor Thomas. You don't think he was good as Little Simba? Really? I think, I think that was... Who would you have that cast? Was the first, that, that, Who would you have cast no? in 1992 or wherever it was as, as young Simba? Oh, I don't know. Come on. All right. The only name that Who? springs to mind is Macaulay Colgan. That's a terrible idea. Elijah Wood. He would have... Uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. see him as a lion voice. What is? What has he voiced? Has he voiced Frodo? Stuff? He voiced Frodo Baggins. Well, he, yeah, but he also was the physical... He was in The Good Son back then. Yeah, with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. He was go. The Good Son. Yeah, he, there, there you go. There you go. Good Son, Good Lion. All right, well, let's see if we can get... His voice hasn't changed much. Let's get Elijah Wood back. Let's redub The Lion King and see if it's better. Let's just take snippets from The the Hobbit and and Lord of the Rings and just put it over If you want to see Paul completely re-edit The Lion King using audio from other Elijah Wood films... I will do that. Let us know at the cave underscore podcast. All we need is one person to say yes and Paul will do it. Correct. Give me that yes vote and it'll happen. He will re-edit the entire movie. Great. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pixar, of course, huge... I think probably actually other than My Girl, mm-hmm. the other movies that came up more than any, yep. Up and Toy Story 3. Yeah. Toy Story 2 also came up, specifically Jesse's song yep. uh, and the so bing bong scene from Inside Out. So let's start with Up and Toy Story 3. Yeah. I think everyone can agree that the first 10 minutes of Up are 10 of the best pieces of animated cinema ever. Ever. Right? Ever. It's a beautiful, complete story. Beautiful, complete story. Yep continued with like almost like a sequel to that story that is its own amazing yeah. movie right yeah it is it is excellent and like it, pixar you get to see their shorts before every movie they just they know how to tell a, a nice concise story yeah despite the fact that toy story is up to its fourth movie yeah um but yeah that 10 minutes is so good and i mean like after what what was the one before up was it wally yeah i think right i remember after wally like because wally's like Maybe my favorite Pixar film. Maybe. Yeah, that's fair. Right? That's I, totally fucking, fair. I fucking love Wally. Yep. So when Up came out, I was like, all right, you guys are going to have to do pretty good to top that. <laughs> and then, of course, like, yeah, it fucking it ruled. It's a yeah. beautiful movie. And, you know, it looks mm-hmm. awesome as always. And that, that little love story at the start just yeah. breaks your heart. And it's everything, like, it means everything for the, the old man character for the rest of the film. Yeah, so. it gives it so much more depth. And, like, yeah. the stakes are so much higher because you know where he came from now. And, and normally that 10 minutes would be extrapolated over a whole film. And you'd be like, oh, that was a good story. Yeah. You know, that story of theirs. But to do it in such a short period of time, like you get to see the best and worst moments of a life and go, oh. Yeah. Oh. The highs and lows, like bam, 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 bam. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's how fickle and quick and fleeting life is. So Make the, the best of yours. Spend. Put some fucking balloons on your house and go on an adventure. Fucking hell, put 140 hours into Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> Is, did you put 140 hours into Zelda? Uh, yeah, the time clock says 140 hours or and more. That's like a that's like a solid, like literal solid week of gaming. Yeah, Paul, mm. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Toy Story three. That's one. Toy Story three. Yeah, hit 
us for, I think, a number of different reasons. A, it was kind of, at the time, like the end, the end. of this journey that we've been on. Like, I remember seeing Toy Story 1 a couple of times for the first time in the cinema. Mm-hmm. The first, like, fully computer-animated film that yep. they ever made. And it was amazing. The sequel was so, so good, and we were still in the world. And this was supposed to be, like, the conclusion for us. You know, obviously, now they're going to make another one. Yep. But uh, we knew that it was going to kind of be, like, the passing of the torch. Mm-hmm. And the stakes were higher than ever. Yeah, and um, there was obviously two key moments for me like one was the fire pit scene yeah when they're in the furnace and i i think everyone in the cinema largely agreed like pixar would do this yeah they they've would got they've got the balls yeah they've kill killed everyone. people we love before exactly yeah and i was so terrified at the thought yeah like, i could feel like my whole body shrinking for me yeah same thing like i was just like no 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 i'm not prepared to be this sad right mm-hmm. now if this happens mm-hmm. i'm not ready for that yep and you know, look the story continues is all I will say. And then well, there's that other moment. Fourth one, so. <laughs> um, oh, they just bought new toys. It's fine. It's great. <laughs> you can replace all of these things, you guys. Um, happiness with money. Um, they have that moment at the end where um, the toys are literally, literally, and, literally and figuratively passed on. Yep. Um, and they have that last play. And it was a way for us as the audience to say goodbye as well. Yeah. Because um, we... we get- we're a grown-up Andy. Yeah, I mean, it, the first movie came out in, like, 1995. Yeah. So, I can't remember when Toy Story 3 came out, but it, it's at least 20 years or something like that. Yeah. So, we, in the way the Harry Potter books and movies grew up with everybody, we grew up along with Andy. Yeah. So, we needed that time, and they sort of gave us that time. I loved it. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and then also we had Toy Story 2, another amazing moment, Jessie's song where she's singing about... Mm-hmm. She's afraid of being left behind again. And that's... Yeah. Like, you can see... Like, it's the first time, I think, that you really see what's at stake for the for these toys. Yeah. And that they, they suffer feelings and heartbreak just like we do. Totally. And then I feel like after that movie, a lot of people started taking better care of their toys. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, my... You can see over my shoulder, my Toy Story toys are still up. Yep. They're there. Um, after the nerd cave clean out, they're the boys that definitely probably will forever survive. I think so. Yeah. All right. Inside Out, the bing bong scene, Paul, this, so many people said this one as well. Like, not only, like, the movie itself is amazing. I loved Inside Out. Mm. I thought it was really, really good. Excellent. You know, I would probably put that in my top five Mm -hmm. Pixar films. The bing bong scene, where if you haven't seen it, okay, pause the podcast. Go go, see it. Go get the Mm Blu-ray. Watch Inside Out right now. And we're back. Great. So, spoilers ahead. Bing bong is basically the, what's the main character's name? The girl? I've... Oh, uh, God, I only watched this recently. Yeah. Uh, I'll find it for you. Keep talking. So, anyway, so this is... Bing Bong is her imaginary friend when from when she was a kid. And then, you know, as she grew up and, and the stage she is now in the Riley. film... Riley, yes. Yeah, so, she's Riley's imaginary friend is Bing Bong. This kind of like half elephant, half dolphin, half marshmallow, <laughs> weird looking thing, right? Cotton um, candy. It was his Cotton day. candy, yeah. yeah. Um, and basically, he's found in the deep sort of darkest like areas of the mind where he, he's not remembered anymore yep. and he sort of comes back for one final adventure where he has to help joy get out of the pit of forgetfulness is it forgotten memories like forgotten the, memories. memories go to basically die yeah and basically yeah. he has to again sacrifice himself so that joy can get out mm-hmm. uh, and help riley be happy again because that's all he cares about yeah. he's literally sacrificing his life and he's like saying i'm gonna fall down here and be forgotten so that mm-hmm. riley can be happy again because i care about her so yeah. much I'm welling up right now thinking about it. And you tell me... I didn't cry. You didn't cry. I didn't cry. What the hell is wrong with you? This is one of my, if you don't have a soul, 
what the hell is wrong with you? How did you not cry? I'll tell you. How why. did that not hit Be- you? I'll tell you why. I look. Explain I'll, it to I'm me. I'm trying to. <laughs> so I, upset. I loved the scene and it did make me feel emotional. But my biggest emotion, and again, you're going to think I'm a fucking terrible person. I already ha- think you're a monster. It couldn't get any worse. I was happy. I was happy because I still, still have my imaginary friend. Oh, okay. Is he, is he here with us right now? It's not a he. Do we need to get oh, into okay. this right now? Okay, straight up. You have to tell me. Am I your imaginary friend? Because if I'm not real, I'm going to be confused. You also real. disappear once you realize that. Oh, no. No, um, it's not you. Um, I'm still here. Uh, basically, I've never forgotten my imaginary friends. And I, I know every now and again, I'll just be silly and pretend that they're there and talk to them. Okay. And when he was... This is fading, a whole another episode coming up. a whole other so episode. You know. <laughs> that's fine. But as Bing Bong was fading away, I was like, oh, that's really sad. And the first thing I did was smile. I'm like, well, I can, I can bring them into life right now. I can bring mine back right now. And... That's what that scene always reminds me of. It was just that firm reminder. So like, it brought up it brought up a happy memory for you. Yeah, great. That's why I, I didn't slip into the tears moment. I get it. I get why it's sad. I just didn't do it. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll pay that. That's a pretty good reason. Okay. I think. Thank you. I still think you're a monster. Well, but. that's completely different. Uh, and then, of course, because we are the K, we had a lot of uh, geeky themes come yep. up as well. Uh, these films, so it was more about more specific moments in geeky films. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Return of the King, where Aragon tells the hobbits that n- they need not kneel right at the end. Well, what he says is... Oh, please. You kneel to no one. Oh, yes. Yeah. Pretty amazing, right? Exactly like that. If you actually want to that take is actually my quite, recording... That is actually quite good. And put it against If you want to see Aragorn. Paul redub the entire <laughs> Lord of the Rings extended trilogy, redubbing Aragon's voice, let us know at the Cave I'll Unscore do all podcast. <laughs> I do everyone. Oh, I've been doing boy. Gladrill lately. It's been great. Great. Uh, yeah, it was a beautiful moment where basically he's saying we're all, we're all equals here. Yeah, great. Very good. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, uh, the moment where Groot encompasses them all and sacrifices himself and yeah. just simply says... We are Groot. Puts them in a bunch of sticks. Oh, boy. Yep. That was a good moment. It and in, in what is a rather sort of action-packed, silly adventure movie as well. We are Groot. What a moment. Um, this is one where I know for sure you cried, Paul. Don't Star tell me Wars, about my emotions. The Force Awakens. Kylo Ren takes out Han. I was shaking. Yeah. I was really upset. I haven't seen you visually that upset for quite a while. Yep. And then it happened. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, that, that was one that a few people mentioned as well. So, yeah, when, when Han gets taken out, I mean, that's... That's like losing a friend. Yeah. That's like someone we've known since before we were born. And you know what's even harder now? When they interview Han Solo, and he's been like this for a while, where he just doesn't give a fuck. Like yeah. He hates- Do you mean Harrison Ford? Yeah. yeah. What did I say? Han Solo? Han Solo. <laughs> that's, how cl- that's how real he is yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, where, like, he really re- doesn't give a shit. <laughs> well, they just interviewed him about being, uh, they're doing the Han Solo solo movie. Yeah. The Han Solo solo movie. Um. I hope he drinks a solo. Um, and they're like, oh, are you excited about seeing someone playing a new you? <laughs> and he just goes, nope. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't give a fuck. That's what I, I love that about Harrison Ford, man. It's like I think he puts it on. He, I feel like he's really, he puts it on sometimes. The sort I'm of sure he has some sentimentality at, about it. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, I, I bet he doesn't want to really want to do Indiana Jones 5 either. No. Doing <laughs> money, it for the money. money. Um, okay, so uh, there were two final kind of big themes that came up. And the first one was animals. A lot of people talked about animals. A lot of people said, in fact, my sister-in-law said that my brother will cry at anything where like a dog or an animal dies or yeah. gets hurt or like gets reunited with someone that's lost. Animals that's was a big theme. Uh, Babe and Babe 2 came up quite a lot. Yep. 
Marley and Me, obviously. Charlotte's uh, Web. Charlotte's Web. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even mm-hmm. think about Charlotte's Web. There's actually a film coming out. Uh, I know you and I talked about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, called A Dog's Purpose. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen the trailer, watch this. It's basically, the idea is that a dog's soul keeps coming back in the body of different dogs. Like yeah, it gets yeah, re- yeah. And so it's like the journey of this one dog as it keeps getting reincarnated as different dogs and the people that he meets. Mm-hmm. And like, they could, may as well just call this movie be prepared to cry at this dog movie because <laughs> it's probably going to be real sad. He's going to get reunited with his, you know, his original owner, I bet. And like, yep. he doesn't know that this is just, you're just going to watch this movie and just go, oh, doggies. And <laughs> just tears. You, would you reckon you'd get the same, the same emotional reaction if it was a movie about cats getting reincarnated? God, no. Because you know that cats are just reincarnated souls of dead pagan witches that got wrong, wrongfully accused. Yeah. Did you know and, that? Well, that's why all their sounds are them trying to do spells. That's why they're so mad. <laughs> So, Fuck. here at the cave, we're dog people is what we're saying. Woof, woof. Go to Lender yeah, so, yeah, animals, that was a big, big theme. A lot of people, like, really get affected by animals because we love animals. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Um, and the, finally, a, a big theme that came up, Paul, mm-hmm. it was, like, movies that n- not necessarily would make people cry in normal circumstances, but because okay. they watched them on a plane... It really made them cry. And that's that, weird. And that was the thing. I was like, yeah, I feel like that's definitely a thing. High altitude. High altitude. You've got less yeah. oxygen in your brain. Exactly. So I kind of, I started getting like interested in like, what's the science behind what makes things more intense when you're on a plane, right? So I read a few articles about it. There's a few different theories, right? Yeah. The, thing, the idea about just being on a plane makes you sad because, you know, you maybe just had some like sad goodbyes. Uh, homesickness, mm-hmm. uh, like just sudden changes in your life as well could result in the reason why you're on a plane. Diet, dietary changes. Sure. The reason like adults cry generally, yeah. this yeah, is yeah. like uh, scientifically, is mm-hmm. from like a, lo- a series of like ideas of like powerlessness, loss, separation, and like most likely will happen when they're alone or isolated or reflecting on private moments. And like the plane, like that's exactly like, yeah, yeah. that encompasses all of that. Like the lights are dimmed, you've got your headphones on, there's like a little tiny screen, you've got your little baby blanket on, and you're like really in this own little separate world, you forget other people are around. Yeah. So then you watch something like... Avatar. So you watch Avatar... And you just burst into tears. And you're like, I don't understand. Why'd they burn the tree? <laughs> I remember watching like uh, Little Little Miss Sunshine for the first time on a plane. Uh-huh. And A, that's already a great movie. And B, a really funny movie. And I did, like was just honestly tears, tears of laughter though. Like just streaming down my face. Which wow. I, I was laughing so hard. And like, I, I really like that movie. But like, I feel <laughs> like it was just heightened by the fact that I was watching it on a plane. On that yeah. little tiny isolated world. Do, do you find that happens to you? I, no. Really, mostly because when I go on a plane, I take uh, my PlayStation Vita or my 3DS, and now I will only ever take my Switch anywhere. But um, so even on my my last flight, were with two big trips to America and Europe. Yeah, the only thing I watched was the Night Watchman or Night Manager series. Right, it's not really a tearjerker. No, otherwise I'm I'm often watching movies that other people are watching. Oh yeah, I like I'll to see like, Why are you watching Terminator? 12 and Transformers I often I judge people badly I was like you have very bad choices you had so many to choose from here Mm -hmm. yeah you fools you know whatever Um, yeah and I will rewatch a lot of old films yeah Um, Um, so yeah I think that's what it is like that's the idea that you kind of forget mm -hmm. people are around emotions are heightened oxygen and cabin pressure are different and like your body reacts differently of course wow that's interesting to know that there's actually a science yeah like explanation that's great and plus you know it's just sometimes people are scared of being on a plane also true yeah um, so now those are the ones that lots and lots of people said. Let's talk about the films that make us cry. Some real talk. 
Let's do some. Let's let's get some real talk happening. Okay. Should we go? How should we do this? We've got like what about five each? I think. Yeah. Should yeah. We, should we go one for one? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Well, my my first one, a pretty recent film, mm-hmm. uh, The Fault in Our Stars. Uh, this one. Uh, I mean, this hit, basically, if you don't know, it's basically about two teenagers uh, going through cancer treatment. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, what more do you need to know? Like that's yeah. sad. And like, uh, I, I work with a lot of people who are in similar mm-hmm. circumstances so it kind of it hit me a little bit personally as well um but it's just it's like a lovely kitschy sort of romance story like yeah. with the premise that you know most likely both these characters are gonna die yep uh which just adds to the tragedy of it and the, yeah. the beauty of it and like i just like i just wept through this whole movie yeah uh if if any of those things are going to affect you badly don't watch the fault in our stars it's very <laughs> good but you will just weep openly like from the first like 10 minutes i'm like oh i'm fucked yeah, and I am like, fucked. Like you said, I'm glad sex. I'm not watching this movie in front of some tough dudes. You know, <laughs> but they'd cry too, and you'd all be friends. Yeah, that's true. And, so then, that's, and that's how I became a member of the Hellfire Club. Whoa! Yeah, that really happened. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, pretty tough. Um, so yeah, that's that's my first one, The Fault in Our Stars. That was a recent one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Okay, uh, for me, it's The Land Before Time. Oh yes, great movie. Yeah, animated film uh, about dinosaurs. There's a thousand of them now, but just go watch the first the one. First Maybe one. the second one, but yeah, first one. It's a very sort of Lion King, Simba, Mufasa moment. Milo notice kind of thing, like separated. Yeah, from their families. Um, you know, kids have to learn to sort of be brave. Yeah, and um, yeah, I definitely cry. A lot of themes know. of like family and. And togetherness and friendship yeah. and yep. uh, sort of even the dinosaurs being speciest yep. between each other and like overcoming that. And yep. A lot, yep. Of, a lot of deep themes in that movie. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Totally. Plus the voice acting is very yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, that as well. So good. Um, another very recent one. And I don't know. I, at first I thought it was just because I was sort of in a bit of an emotional place when I first watched it. Mm-hmm. But I watched it again more recently. Yep. And same thing. Deadpool. Logan. <laughs> I was close. Yeah, you were very close. <laughs> Logan, like, I think because, and we, I mean, we've talked extensively about Logan, so we yeah. won't go too far into it, but I mean, just that, the journey again that yeah. we've gone with Hugh Jackman as this character and this movie, A, being good and finally being the Wolverine movie that I've yeah. always wanted and just so many heartbreaking moments in that film as well. So yeah, Logan, that was probably the most recent film that mm-hmm. I that I cried in other than the Iron Giant. <laughs> Uh, never ending story when we lose Artex. Oh man, I didn't. I forgot about that one. Yeah, mm. that would probably be on my list as well. Actually, yep. Uh, that's a real a real bummer where yep. the horse is is drowning in the the swamp He's, of sadness. sadness yeah. yeah, and it's that thing where like if you get sad in the swamp of sadness, the soil actually swallows you up. Yeah, and even though the boy and the horse are best friends, he can't get his best friend to be happy again. Yep, to pull him out of the soil, and. Just if you ever if you ever fall into the swamp of sadness, I'm gonna I'll, I'll get you out of there, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I'll show you pictures of happy ducks or something. Yay! Yeah. Shout out to the band Artex, though. Good times. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, the ending specifically of Man on the Moon, the Jim oh, Carrey, yeah. one God of his damn. sort of like better dramatic roles. Yeah, I, think. Oh, totally. I mean, it's maybe one his of, best. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies, and it's it's just this wonderful thing. As basically, he plays Andy Kaufman. If you haven't seen it, oh my god, please go see Man on the Moon. It's <laughs> so 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 good and very funny as well. And mm-hmm. the cast is amazing. He plays Andy Kaufman, this sort of alternative yep. comedian, yep. right? Who's like just really meta and great. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of turns out in the end that he's he's dying of yep. cancer. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of lot, that's what, a very common. What a go to cinema. Get yeah, some new geez, ideas. Get some new ideas. Make up a new disease or something. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, and it's just like a, a beautifully funny, tragic ending 
mm-hmm. of the film. And uh, yeah, that it just gets me every fucking time just because I, like, I see a lot of myself, like, especially from when I used to do stand up yeah, yeah. and stuff, like mm-hmm. in, in that kind of character and kind of see where he's coming from and the mentality behind his yeah. life. And so, yeah, that one, that one always gets me right in the, right in the heart muscle. <laughs> Um, I guess the next one for me is uh, Watership Down. With the rabbits? With the rabbits. I, I haven't seen it. Uh, so basically their uh, world is going to be destroyed by um, consumerism. No, no. Like uh, big machines are coming. Right. You know, like um, it was a book first. Fern Gully style, right? Yeah, kind of. Like it's a small group of rabbits and like they uh, see a vision in which, um, you know, big machines are going to come take away take away their home, their natural environment. And um, it's just, it's really sad. Again, there's, there's death and, and, and things that we won't get into, but it's an older sort of animation style as well, which yeah. makes it really kind of romantic to watch now. Um, it's, it's, it's worth saying the voice acting is also excellent. Um, it just, I just I'm actually getting a bit sad. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Hey, you're Okay. Remember Wally? That's my next one. Aww. That's on my list. That's my Pixar. That's my big <laughs> one. Uh, the moment at the end where Eve basically thinks that Wally is uh, not dead, but he's come back and he's like lost his personality. Oh, God, yeah. That moment is just like, oh, my God, they've gone through so much together. And he's like rebooted. And yep. like that was another moment where I'm like, Pixar would do this. Yep. They would do this to us mm-hmm. and I'm not prepared for this <laughs> emotional thing. And then they have that beautiful moment where she basically like, kind of like kisses him and there's that yeah. little spark and then... He comes back. It's robots in love, man. It's so I mean, good. Come no, on. I love that movie. I King. fucking love Wally so much. I mean, the, obviously, there's the awesome like environmental message mm. behind it and that yeah. whole like consu- consumerism yeah. kind of thing. But uh, robots in love. I it's tell, beautiful. I tell you the bit about ten minutes before then. Yeah. When he's trying to hold up the thing that they have to put oh, the plant into. Yeah. And like, thing is, we've all broken toys before, and we've all broken bits of technology in our lives. So we know that point of no return where you like you crack or fracture something. You're like, yeah fuck, I just really broke that. Yeah, I don't know if I can fix this now. And when that thing presses on him and it just goes... Yeah. In that way, I was like, huh? He's broken. Like, I I think I made that noise in the cinema. I was like, nope. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. I knew he was so hurt. Yeah. Oh, it it makes me anxious to think about. That's how bad it was. Yeah. But Um, uh, yeah, Wally, that's... that's, Yeah, even thinking about it now, I'm like, yeah, I think that is my favorite Pixar (laughs) film. I fucking love it. This is my last one that isn't on the list that we've already talked about. Okay. Uh, Forrest Gump. Oh yeah. Great. A few um, people did mention Forrest Gump. Yeah. There are a lot of like a lot of emotional scenes, like a lot of tear jerking scenes throughout the film. Yeah. Um, two that sort of hit it for me is when Forrest is talking to his mum. Yeah. Um, on a deathbed. The sexy, sexy Sally Field. Yeah. <laughs> She's lying there dying. Which was laying, oh God. I wish I was laying next to her. Um, just holding her. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, where he's like, uh, why you, like, cause you know, obviously there's, something going on with Forrest. They don't yeah. never really say what's wrong with him. But, mm. um, you know, he's, he can't understand. He's like, why are you dying, mama? And she sort of has to describe it to him. And he still doesn't really get it. But when his spoilers, by the way, Forrest Gump's 20-year-old movie, um, when his wife passes yeah. and he's just standing at the grave telling her all this stuff, you know, about little Forrest. Yeah. And him having to be a dad and having to have all this responsibility and more than ever that strikes strikes home like the older you get the more that film sort of res- seems to resonate with me yeah and even even that moment where he finds out that he has a son and he asks is he yeah, and he can't finish like, the sentence like yeah. is he smart is he, is yeah. he asking and then no, like no he's one of the smartest in the class yeah and, and you're just like oh god that was like for him yeah you, like you feel his 
joy and, and what he's been living with all this time yeah like, and like so he just didn't like he he's happy to take that upon himself and yeah. like that his problem but wouldn't, wouldn't it wish else. it upon yeah. anybody else yeah um great movie uh, kind of in the same way we spoke about love actually i know a bunch of people who like think it's tropey and terrible yeah but uh that movie just still works for me yeah i love forrest gump yeah so. well okay well in fact this would be the last one then i'm sure a lot of people especially australians specifically Australians would say this one. I, I, I like that this is on my list because it's also the only one that my dad uh, said made him cry. Oh, Mad Max. The Castle. Oh, of course. <laughs> Mad Max. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Some people <laughs> might relate to Mad Max. But no, The Castle, it's basically, for the, for those of you, especially our international listeners that aren't Australian who may not have seen The Castle, mm, uh, look it up. It's amazing. It's a, it is a very, it's very good uh, slice of, of life Australian in Australia. Yeah. 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 Um, basically, like a, a middle class suburban family mm-hmm. uh, fight the the big guys yep right who yep. are trying to take their house underdog it's an underdog story and yep. it, and and you know they come out on top and it's just mm-hmm. like a beautiful triumphant moment where you see uh charles bud tingwell the late charles bud tingwell yep. um the great charles yeah who basically he's like a, a rich lawyer who just is just a good man who mm-hmm. decides he wants to help uh, and give his services free and fight for the little guy and they come out on top and it's just like I just fucking love that movie man it's just like a triumphant it's a David yeah. versus Goliath no, it's, story it's awesome. yeah. and it's well written and it's funny and I think the best example of if I want to show someone like a slice of Australian life you know I want to show I them the know, castle that's ultimately representative of even either of our I mean lives. not not so much of like uh, not so much now but of like the late 90s yeah, or whatever okay. it was made they, they they weren't actually far off the mark. Well, it's more, it's more close like to Australian life than that episode of The Simpsons, for example. Correct. Right? Correct. Yeah. Using the same jokes, but actually... Yeah, know. but set more in the reality. Like, they're, yeah. they're sort of like a, a bogus. There is family. a truth to them, yeah. 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 And that's what I think makes the Kerrigans such, so, so lovable. Agreed. So, okay. So, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. A few common themes that sort of came up. Love, separation, family. Obviously. We're alone. Yeah, we're desperate, desperately alone. Yeah. Uh, things like illnesses and like loss. Mm-hmm. I think those are the kind of things that sort of hit people. Yeah. So uh, we want to know, obviously, from you guys that haven't already contacted us, what films make you cry? Whether it's from tears of joy, tears of happiness, just something you can relate to. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, the cave underscore podcast is yep. where you can find us. And of course, Facebook, we are the cave podcast. I'm going to go right. cry right now. Uh, if you guys want to check out the show, we are at omni, O-M-N-Y, dot FM forward slash shows forward slash the cave. As always, it helps us out, uh, helps us build the show's following if you like and subscribe yep. and share and all that yep. stuff. You know, Rate and review on iTunes. Yeah, do all that stuff and uh, just hit us up on the social media and let us know that you're listening because we like to hear from you guys out there. Thanks for listening. This yeah. is this has been good. Yeah, I feel like we've got a lot of emotions. We've out got there. a lot out. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad we talked We're about. We're fucking it. deep, man. Mm. Yeah, let's go weep. Until next time, I'm Shane Adamsack. I'm Paul Graverback. Calabunga. <laughs> See you guys. His face hurts, and where is his glasses? He can't see without his glasses.